0: Hi everyone, welcome to the TKT PEP course and welcome to week two. Um, today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about motivation. Okay, now you must have been told that motivation is um, considered to be a very important factor when it comes to learning a foreign language such as English right and there are lots of studies uh, which report a very high correlation between motivation and achievement. Now whether motivation leads to success or success leads to motivation it's not very clear Yeah, but we both we believe that both of them seem to be closely linked, closely related. Right? Now let's talk a little bit about uh, two different types of motivation, right? Um, the first one is um, integrative motivation and the, the second one is instrumental motivation. We say that if a student is instrumentally motivated, it means that they have a more practical goal in their language learning. Maybe because of their studies, or because of their work, Yeah, and perhaps they have to take an exam such as the IELTS or they need to use English in their jobs, maybe to talk to their bosses or maybe to talk to their clients. Now, when it comes to integrative motivation, on the other hand, it's slightly different, because that means that they want to learn uh, a foreign language for reasons of personal growth or cultural enrichment. Nobody has forced them to learn but nobody has required them to learn that specific language. They're learning that perhaps because they are lovers of that particular language and culture, perhaps they, they're planning to visit that country, where it's spoken, or, or maybe they, they have friends there. All right, now let's talk a little bit about two other types of motivation, okay, which are extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. Well, the first one, extrinsic motivation, um, is a kind of motivation that leads you to do something because of some external pressure, such as a kind of reward or a kind of punishment. Yes, it's when, like, it happens a lot when teenagers are forced to take English classes, to go to, to attend English classes because their parents believe it's important, but they don't go because they want to go, they go because they are forced to go. It happens, for example, when when your boss some, somehow threatens you and, and and requires you to learn English to a certain date, uh, uh, until a certain date, and, or maybe uh, you are even kind of running the risk of losing your job if you don't if you don't learn English um, as quickly as possible, right? So you see, this kind of motivation comes from the outside. It's because somebody has asked you, somebody has forced you to do that. Yeah. And there is, again, as I said before, uh, it's it's because of some sort of external pressure as yes, as a kind of reward or even punishment. Now, intrinsic motivation, on the other hand, is is the kind of mo- is is a motivation to learn the language that comes from an internal force. It comes from within yes, such as your personal interest in, in language learning, maybe you like languages, or maybe your desire for further personal development in general. You, you're you studying, you're learning the language, you want to learn the language because you want to do that, it comes from within. Yes, maybe you like um, uh, English songs and then you want to understand the lyrics, maybe you want to, to watch movies and you want to understand, so it's for your own personal development, yeah? Now, it's important to, to, to mention that research seems, research seems to indicate that while extrinsic motivation may be useful as well, of course, it is intrinsic motivation that leads uh, better to long-term learning, yeah? So, when it comes to long-term learning, intrinsic motivation seems to be more effective. Well, there are several factors, I mean, different factors, which can influence motivation, yeah. The first one has to do with the usefulness to us of knowing that language well, right? Maybe we're kind of, learning that specific language because we want to achieve something in our personal lives. Maybe we want to get a promotion. Maybe we want to get a better job. Maybe you want to, to take a course overseas. Maybe you want to, to to use it in more practical contexts. Maybe you want to book a hotel room yourself. And so there are, uh, uh, it has to do with the usefulness of that language, right? And how useful that's going to be for uh, to us and that's why we're learning it well the second factor has to do with our interest in the target language culture maybe you want to get really good at English because you want to read novels in English you want to read different types of books in English maybe you want to watch films without subtitles you want to, to understand films in English maybe you are interested in, in, in that particular culture of that specific English-speaking country, right? So these are some of the examples. So the second factor has to do with our interest in the target language culture. Well, the third factor has to do with this idea of feeling good about learning a foreign language, right? Well, if if we are successful at uh, something, that success makes us want to continue doing it, and 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 therefore achieve greater things. Yeah. So, and when we talk about feeling, for example, feelings, we we're talking also about feeling confident, right, which has to do with this feeling that you can do things successfully. We also talk about uh, uh, learners independence right so which is this feeling of being responsible for and in control of your own learning and also this sense of achievement which this which is this feeling of being successful at something we work we we, we have worked at now all all these different types of feelings for example are all part of feeling good about learning a language yeah so if we think we are good at something, we want to do it. We want to continue doing that, right? So the third factor has to do with this idea of feeling good about learning a a foreign language, which has to do, obviously, with our confidence, with your your sense of autonomy and your sense of, of achievement. Now, the fourth factor has to do with the... With um, encouragement and and support from others. Yeah. So, um, people, for instance, who live in countries where where people cannot see the point of learning a foreign language, for example, may have very little motivation to learn a foreign language because there is no encouragement, there's no support from others, from families, for example. Now, you may live in a country or maybe part of a family or go to a certain school where lang- where, where uh, learning of foreign language is highly valued, yes and much encouraged. And, and therefore you're going to feel much more motivated that, right if, if people see it as something important uh, to you. Yeah, so, and this is going to to help you as a student realize the importance of the foreign language. And, and it's therefore going to give you the emotional support uh, that you need uh, during the learning process. right? So, uh, factor number four has to do with encouragement and support from others. Now, our fifth factor is this desire that people have to communicate fully with people who who, who matter to them right people they like right so uh, you may have a friend or even a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a business partner etc and you really need to talk to this person in a foreign language right uh, maybe you want to develop this relationship with, with this person that matter with this person who matters to you yeah so this this is also a stronger motivation to learn a foreign language, right? This desire to communicate fully with those people who matter to them. Okay, the last but not least important factor has to do with our interest in the learning process, yeah? Maybe you want to learn a foreign language simply because you enjoy uh, your language class. Maybe you like the teacher. Maybe you like the way the teacher teaches. Maybe you enjoy the classroom activities, maybe you like the course book, or maybe you like the topics that people talk about in the classroom. So all these are factors related to learning itself, and, and therefore, it also um, this factor also has to do with motivation. Okay, but how do we keep our students motivated? The first thing that you need to consider is, involve your students. Yes, you're not going to keep your students motivated if you do not involve them uh, um, and, and let them take an active role in your classes, right? If you don't make your lessons more student tannered they are not going to you're not going to keep them motivated. You need to provide your students with as many opportunities as possible for them to interact with one another, for them to work in pairs, for them for them to work in groups, right? And you, as a teacher, you're going to act as a coach, as a facilitator, just there to help and guide and direct the learning process, right? But again make sure you provide your students with as many opportunities as possible for them to interact not only in pairs but also in, in, in groups of in groups of three, in groups of four, and and so on and so forth. Okay, um, another thing that you need to make sure of is that to give students the chance to, to really shine, right? It's it's very important to give students the opportunity to be successful through uh, different tasks. So you need to make sure that the tasks you, you ask your students to do are not very easy, not too difficult. You need to make sure that they are doable so that these students, they can see the results of their their efforts. Right? And and this feeling that students have, that students get when they have done a difficult exercise or a challenging task, for example, might boost their motivation. Yeah. So yes, give them make sure you provide them with opportunities to be successful. Now, you need to make learning fun. So You need to make sure you make your classes memorable and in order for you to do that I highly recommend you use games and competitions for example. Everyone loves competitions and it gives the students a very nice opportunity to Actually, interact with each other. They have fun and they they learn at the same time, right? So, I would say that they they all these factors would certainly make um, your lesson more fun. All right, and. Please step away from the textbooks and try to bring in some authentic materials that your students can connect with and that matches their needs and interests. Right. Please explain why you're doing things a certain way. It's important for students to know exactly why you're doing certain things. There is nothing more boring than a teacher telling his students to open their books on page 22, page 23, and asking them to do exercise why, without knowing the reason why they're doing certain things. So this is really important. It's also important to give clear instructions. Remember to model. Remember to, to give them an example before you ask them to do a certain task. Remember to check instructions. Okay, so if you have just asked your students to work in pairs, Asking that ask them again, guys, do you have to work in pairs? Do we have to work in trios? Just to make sure they, they have understood what they need to do. And set clear and attainable goals for every lesson. Yeah, you want your students to leave your class thinking it was worth their while there, right? So you need to start your lessons, for instance, by writing down your lesson plan on the corner of the, of the board, for example, so that students know what they are going to learn. So you need to tell them like the objective of that specific lesson and the reason why they are there and what they're going to be learning on that specific day. Okay, guys, I guess that's it for today, right? So if you have any questions, please let me know, right? Thank you. Oh, thank you.